Welcome to a special edition of the Bible in the News. And this is Paul Billington speaking to you from Jerusalem, Israel. Well, all the news here is election news. And I'm speaking to you from the Jerusalem Conference here at the Regency Hyatt Hotel, where speakers have included the President of Israel, Katzav, Natan Sharansky, Benjamin Netanyahu, and other high-profile profile, uh, personalities. We want to take you into the conference and hear what we recorded at the close of Benjamin Netanyahu's speech. He was formerly Prime Minister of Israel. They won't be in a position to be able to form an alternative government. We have here with us a guest who has come from Canada. He has come especially for this conference. He is not Jewish. He is a Christian, a lover of Israel, and he has some very important words to say to us. Please, Thank you very much. Mr. Benjamin Natanyahu and everybody here, it's a great privilege for me to be able to speak to you. I'm not Jewish, but I love you people. And I know that you are going through a very, very difficult time at the moment. Terrible decisions have to be made amongst you. We've been listening to the uh, speakers during the conference during the last few days, and especially after the Gush Katif episode, Amona, now Hamas, and I'm sensing amongst you uh, some doubts. I'm sensing that there are giants, there are Anakim that are perhaps too big for us. But they're not too big for us. Because you have on your side the God of Israel. There is no doubt in my mind about that whatsoever. Faith, you see, is not irrational, as was suggested yesterday. Faith is not superstition. Faith is something that is very logical and it is in touch with reality. And you know you people have survived for 2,000 years through many different holocausts. Why have you done that? Because the Almighty is with you. Because he has a purpose for you people. And those people who are put into power have a tremendous responsibility in this regard, to see that there is a great destiny for the people of Israel, a remarkable destiny for you people. You may not want to be the chosen people, but you are. It It was God's choice. Sir, Mr. Netanyahu has to leave. I think it was so nice of you. And it was so warm that we really appreciate the words and we love them. If Mr. Netanyahu wants to refer to it, we shall all be proud of hearing about it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What is your name, sir? Paul Billington. Mr. Billington, how's your Hebrew? Very poor, but my sons are learning it for me. (laughs) Well, one of the candidates for the job of Prime Minister said that we are are tired uh, of uh, defeating our enemies. We're tired of victories. Uh, We are not tired. And I think there's only one thing that's worse 
יש רק דבר אחד שהוא גרוע יותר מאנשים שמאבדים את המנהיגים שלהם, אלה המנהיגים שמאבדים את אמונם בעם. זהו עם חזק, כפי שאתה אמרת, אנחנו כבר התגברנו על אסונות רבים בהיסטוריה. Because now I'm talking to my people. This created a small stir at the conference, and it led to this next interview. We're back. IsraelNationalRadio.com. Yishai and Alex are live from the Jerusalem conference. You can actually join us and hear everything that's going on at the Jerusalem conference at... JerusalemConference.com. You know, we should take a moment just to thank everybody that's involved in this broadcast. 100% right. And uh, first and foremost, Ben Bresky, thanks so much for being with us. You've really helped us a lot uh, with technical and audio and been here with us and finding guests and also the folks at the studio. Uh, David Samuels, thanks so much for being with us and yesterday, Ernie. Much appreciated. And, of course, you, the fans, uh, for joining us today. It's a lot of fun. Now, the highlight of the day, of course, was Bibi Netanyahu's speech. He came in. You know, Bibi's got this energy around him and when he comes in man he just he's i wouldn't say he's an electrifying person but he's got that kind of speaks to king's atmosphere when you stand next to Bibi netanyahu you can tell that you're speaking to a powerful man yeah he, just ha- he, he speaks from the gut with uh that the deep voice yeah he's, and you know that he means business he means business but he's got some kind of aura around him now he spoke and spoke about defense and about security and about economy and then at some point the conference chair asked somebody to get up and to speak, and he introduced him as an English speaker and a non-Jew called Paul Billington, that was his name, and, and he said, Paul, please uh, set, you know, say your words. And Paul, instead of uh, talking you know, questions about security or diaspora or whatever it is, he said, you guys have a problem. Your problem is, is that you don't see one simple thing, is that you have the God of Israel behind you, and the God of Israel promised you the land of Israel. And he started talking the stuff as I like to call it, the stuff. Sort of makes everything else seem kind of trivial. Right, and, and it changes the whole, and you know, it's sometimes, so many times in Judaism, it takes a non-Jew to get up and say that to Jewish people, you have the God of Israel behind you. I, I almost, I wanted to turn to one of my colleagues and say, the God of Israel, what's he talking about? You know, as a joke, you know, somebody's talking about the God of Israel, but yet the God of Israel came in plain view, in a sense, when it's talked about, and that is actually what sanctification is about, putting it into people's mind and talking about it, and we have Paul Billington with us right now. He's a very special person who comes at least once a year with his entourage to the land of Israel to film and to talk and to put out what he calls the Bible magazine. Uh, who He is the publisher and editor of the Bible magazine. And I also want you to understand something about Paul. He is uh, not Jewish, and he's also a part of a 
I don't call. I wouldn't call it a sect. I would. Call, I don't know what they're called, but it's called Christadelphians. It's a. I don't know. It's a type of Christian who looks at uh, uh, our Torah and the Christian Bible in a kind of new eyes and sees it more fully. I guess we're going to hear all about that. Paul, welcome to the program. Please talk right into the mic, Paul. Yeah, okay. It's good to have you. And, uh, Paul, first thing, I love your accent. Where are you originally from, Paul? Well, that's really, uh, <laughs> that, that goes back a long time. We lived in Canada for 26 years now, but everybody tells me that I come from Britain. Well, I do. Uh, we lived in Great Britain for, uh, well, since I was born, really, I guess, up until uh, we came out to Canada. Um, so, Birmingham area. Uh, now, there's a lot of people out there, Canada, England, and yet you send me your magazine from time to time, and I see what it's dedicated to. It's really dedicated, a lot of it at least, to love of the land of Israel and to the Jewish people. What has brought you to this? Why do you put so much effort into it? Because I believe the scriptures. That's what's, that's, that's what's behind it. You see, in that, in that book, there is a power. The power affects the mind. And the mind affects what you do. And that's the power that I want to talk about today. It's that power that's got to motivate and, and empower the Jewish nation to rise again. Because that is what is going to happen and that is what is predicted in the scriptures. You think Bibi Netanyahu, when you reminded him after his very, I would say, secular type of discussion, when you spoke to him about the, the God of Israel... What do you think that does to people or, or to a person like Benjamin Netanyahu, a Jewish person in a position of power? Well, who knows what it does to him, but you hope it jogs a few cogs inside his head. But let me just tell you what I said to, uh, to or the audience this morning, and Benjamin Netanyahu, who is there, of course. Uh, I said, which is quite true, that as I've listened to the conference and we've listened to all the speeches and everything, you get the idea that there is... Uh, a little bit of uh, disappointment since Gush Katif and uh, the various things. I'd almost say there's some confusion in the minds of people. Where are we going? P things are we are we regressing? Yeah, you know that, all that kind of thing that's going on there. Uh, and and now of course you see Amon has happened that tragedy, and then uh, now Hamas comes to power. Uh, you know, and, and everybody's. Uh, there were some speakers there yesterday talking about doubts, you know, have doubts and, and, and so on, like, you know. Well, so you're going through a phase where uh, the giants are out there, the Anakim, you know what I mean? And, and this is what I said this morning, you know, uh, there's an attitude of mind maybe in some people that oh, they're too big for us. You know, we can't go up and take the promised land. Uh, it's too much for us, like, well, you can't go up and take the promised land if you don't have the faith to do it. And it's that conviction and it's that faith that is needed to go in and take the land. Uh, it's promised. It's promised, but like you've got to do your bit too. And so, uh, you know, when you look at this and you see this state of confusion in people's mind and wondering where are we going and what's happening to us and one thing and another, uh, and I want to say two words. Nachamu, Nachamu. Comfort ye. Comfort ye. Because there is a destiny out there for the Jewish people. It's all inscribed in the book, and every Jewish person should be reading that book. Believe me, that is what is needed in Israel today, is to read that book. Somebody was talking about faith the other day, as though it's something irrational and one thing and another. Faith is not irrational. Faith is not a superstition. There's a very big difference between faith and superstition. Faith is logical. It's in touch with reality, very much so. And uh, it's not a mystery. 
we're not talking about something like three gods in one and we can't explain it or something like It's nothing to do with that kind of mystery uh, attachment. And I want to demonstrate to you just exactly what I mean, if I can. And I want to demonstrate it uh, through saying that Israel has survived for over 2,000 years. I don't know how many holocausts have been gone through. You talk about the Spanish Inquisition, you talk about the Shoah in, uh, in Nazi Germany and so on and the so forth. Crusades. You know, all, all that that Benjamin Netanyahu was talking about this morning. But you're here. For goodness sake, you're here. Why are you here? Because the Almighty Hashem is with you. He has a purpose with you. And he's going to do something. Yes, there are disappointments. Yes, there are times when there is some cutting back. You know what it is when you're growing a vine and you want it to produce good berries, okay? Occasionally, you've got to take the pruning hook to it, right? And you've got to cut off. You're saying, you're saying not only is it not actually a regression, it's actually a necessary a necessary regression, in yes. a sense, because it will yield the real fruit that you're uh, yearning for. That's right. You see, the Almighty will be with you as long as you be with him. And I'm quoting scripture there. He will be with you as long as you are with him. And that, that, uh, and that is the question about the Jewish people right now. Are they with God? I guess that's one of the biggest things, the biggest disappointment that this society that's part, that's part of this conference has is that they have great aspirations for the Jewish people to reconnect to the Torah. But it's not there yet. They're not connected, Paul. That's, that's the issue. God will bring the redemption in his time. It says so, and it will. Look, uh, let, let's, let's get down to a little detail here. Okay? Let's do it. I want to turn you through to the prophet of Ezekiel. Now, you have a beautiful book in front of yourself. It's okay. the, uh, it has the Torah in it and also the, the Tanakh, and it also has the Christian Bible in it. And it's leather-bound, you know, King James edition, the classic. And you've got it marked up just like a, just like a, a classic person who walks around with his Bible and wants to live it. Okay, and I'm taking you to Ezekiel chapter 34. And I want to just read you what it says, okay, written by Ezekiel. He says, I will bring them out of, out of the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. Now, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. He says, and I will feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in a good pasture and upon a high mountains of Israel. There shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture, and there shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. Well, now look, has God gathered them from the countries? Undoubtedly. Okay? At least, at least a good chunk of it. We're still waiting for the big... Okay, just hang on a minute. It's, it's starting. It's but starting. he started. Starting right? big. Yeah. It started. Yeah, yeah. Now, not only that, but notice what he says there, I'll bring them on the mountains of Israel. Where's the mountains of Israel? Judea and Samaria. Judea and Samaria. You see how exact it is? Now, are you going to tell me, well, that's just a coincidence? Right? See, this book is saying that there has to be a Jewish presence in Judea and Samaria on the mountains of Israel. That's what this book is teaching us, right? It says it. It's happened. So where's you, why, why doubt? Who's going to doubt anything then on, on, the, on the basis of that? You know, I asked a young settler girl, because we go around and we talk to different ones, you know, when we're over. And uh, I asked her, I said, do you believe in the promises that are, that, and I referred her to the promises to Abraham, you know, and the uh, uh, promises made in the, in the Tanakh and everything. I said, do you believe that? Do you know what she said to me? She says, I'm here. That's all she says. I'm here. You know, that can be explained in two ways, though, Paul. That's exactly it. You know, sometimes we, we found this in the land of Israel, is that 
by being here, sometimes by being born here, you just by being the tree itself, you cease to see the forest. A lot of times, people like myself and Alex, we've come from the outside. We've come from America, and we've come to Israel. And we live our life with that knowledge. In 20 years, we'll still be the people who came to the land of Israel. But when you're born here, sometimes you cease to see the miracle. Because it just, you know, you don't... You take it for granted. You take it for granted. Was here, you know, what, what, about, what about life itself? Don't we take life for granted? Do you realize what life do. is as opposed to not being alive? But we don't always walk around knowing But that's it. the problem. Right. But that's the problem. You, okay. said, you said something really cute, I thought, uh, really sweet, about the Jewish people being chosen. You said that you, we're the chosen people even if we don't want to be. Yeah. And that carries a great burden and a great responsibility. It's not just something that's a privilege that's bestowed upon you. It's, it's, it's a right and responsibility that you have to live up to every day whether you want to or not. Absolutely. You, you, you have to shoulder the responsibility that comes with it, and that means sacrifice, and that's why there has been so much suffering. Sacrifice is part of the parcel, I'm afraid, and it's, it's something that uh, the Almighty has put upon you to be able to do. Well, you, you mentioned uh, Ezekiel 35 you were reading? 34, 34 with 36 yeah. and 37. Absolutely. Continues the same thing. The, the sacrifice, of course, of the, uh, the, the valley of the dried bones. The dried bones, And yeah. that, that's so Holocaust imagery. And God says, I will bring you back out of that. I will open up your graves. A national resurrection is what it's talking about, right? And that is a, that is a process. If you notice the prophecy there, it starts with dry bones then the sinews, no breath in them yet, right. you know, and so you get an Israel that comes into being and this, this, this happens, but maybe there's no spirit in it to start with, but then that starts to germinate and that starts to grow. See, I want to take you to another prophecy, Please. and this is the prophecy of Hosea. In, in Hosea chapter 3, in Hebrew we say Hosea, Hosea, right, Hosea chapter 3, and I'm going to verses 14 and 15 as it is here. Now listen to this. The children of Israel will abide many days without a king, without a prince, without a sacrifice, and so on, right? Yes. That's happened. 2,000 years we spoke of, okay? Still happening. Verse 5. Afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek Hashem, as you would say, their God, and David their king, and shall fear the Lord, or Hashem, in his goodness in, and his goodness in the latter days. Now, notice what it says there, that you've got the children of Israel shall return. Well, so far, we have a little return going on, okay? But then it says, and seek. That means to research, to look for. And, you know, I looked at the Hebrew words, and this is exactly what it is. It's, it's to look into, to inquire into. There's a seeking. There's got to be a spirit of inquiry. People are going to say, I want to know about this. And they're going to have to look into it. And that's what God wants people to do. He wants what he wants the Jewish people to do. I'll you tell know, you what else, Paul. We also, another big problem we have in the land of Israel is the Arabs and our enemies within. And if we would follow the Bible more strictly... There is also an element of kicking out those enemies that are within, that are form a fifth column. You go back to the Torah, what does God say? He says, I'm not going to give you the land all at once. I'm not going to give you all at once. He says, I'm going to give it you little by little. And he gives you the reason for why that would be, in case you get swallowed up. So, by the animals. But now you look at it, since, since uh, 1948, 
you had a little bit of land to start with, you know what I mean? 67, it grew, like, you know what I mean? And do you see that that's exactly what's happening? And now you've got Hamas and you've got the, uh, their, their friends. <laughs> uh, Iran. Well, you've got those people, then you've got Abbas, and they start squabbling amongst themselves. And they're setting an attitude now that is, in effect, saying, look on, we're going to take on the whole of the world. They're going to take on the whole of Americans' nuclear arsenal, are they? Is that what they're going to do? You know, the, 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 the point comes where it's totally ridiculous. And this must be realized. You know, George Bush says he has a vision. He has a vision, he says, of two states living side by side in peace. How can you live side by side with a terrorist state? It's illogical. It won't work, it can't work, it never will work. And you know what? It won't work. Because the children of Israel will have a presence on the mountains of Israel because the book says so. And I believe the prophet will be right and George Bush will be wrong. Well, Paul, thank you so much for your words of inspiration. It's, uh, it's so many times that we have to hear it, you know, from the outside in order, in order for it to ring home. You know, we've read it so many times over and over again, yet sometimes you just need to hear it, a little bit of reinforcement from a, from a third source. You know, to somebody else to, to make it sound clearer than, than you had already known it was supposed to be. It's like, it's like both the speakers that we had on this half hour, uh, excuse me, in the past hour, have said to us simple things. This is your land. This is what the Bible tells you. The prophecies will come true. Don't doubt it. Paul Billington, your work, I know you go around, you tape us, you tape other people, you tape images from the land of Israel, and you're fighting the, the anti-Jewish sentiment you are fighting the wars of the Jewish people in a sense fulfilling a certain prophecies that even the non-Jews will fight your wars for you and we thank you so much for being a fighter for us and we appreciate you very much thank you very much all the best to you and uh, that's it we have very little time left Paul uh, how can people be in touch with you is there a way to reach you by the way www.biblemagazine.com biblemagazine.com all the best Paul thank you so much for joining us Bezrat Hashem you'll join us when we're giving sacrifices in the temple uh, here in Jerusalem, a few steps away. I wish I could be part of that choir, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have the voice for it, that's for sure. You, you know, uh, another thing that's going on besides the conference, uh, more on the political realm, is the inquiry in the Knesset into what went down in Amona. Remember, just on February 1st? Well, that's what's going on here. It has been a busy, intensive few days, participating in interviews and attending the conference. But we'll talk to you again from Israel next week, God willing. <laughs>